I want you to write Mark chapter 2 verse 9. It records words along these lines. Whether it is easier to say, now these are the words of Jesus. Jesus asking a question. He's saying, is it easier for me to say to the sick of the palsy, thy sins be forgiven thee, or is it easier to say, rise, take up thy bed and walk? How many of you today, by the shout of an amen, believe that Jesus Christ of Nazareth has the power to forgive sins, regardless of how black, regardless of how blotted, regardless of how horrible or horrific, you believe that Jesus Christ of Nazareth has the power to forgive sins? If you believe that, shout, I believe. The problem was that in Jesus' day, no one questioned the Messiah's ability to heal the sick. Rather, they took exception with him declaring that he had power to forgive sins. Hence, the text that I'm sharing with you from Mark's Gospel, chapter 2, verse 9. The question for Jesus in biblical times was not, can you heal? The question was, can you forgive sin? In our society, we have flip-flopped that scenario, and people have no problem believing that Jesus of Nazareth has the ability and is is willing has the power available to him to forgive sins our problem comes when we need a healing in our body we begin to be bombarded from every side with doubt and unbelief but I've come today with a great big stick we're just about to drive doubt and unbelief out of the chamber and we're about to see resurrection power manifested in your life are you ready for it how many of you how many of you understand it is just as easy as snapping your finger to believe that God will, has, and will continue to forgive your sins. Shout, he has. Yeah. He does. Yeah. He will. Do you believe that Adolf Hitler, should he have found a place of repentance, could find forgiveness, mercy, and grace? Do you believe that? Do you believe that it is not God's will that any perish, but that all come to the knowledge of the truth? Do you believe that? Do you believe that one drop of the precious blood of the Lamb of God from a riven side, running down a naked side and dripping off his toes onto bloody pools in the earth, do you believe that one drop of that blood is sufficient in power enough to forgive the sins of humanity all the way back to Adam and all the way forward to the last living human being that will ever break the womb of a mother? Do you believe that then you must believe that that same power is available to heal your sinus condition to heal your arthritic condition to heal your heart condition to take the cancer out of your body to give you life where they said you'd have death you must believe that it is God's will to heal because God is an all God God is not a halfway God God is not a men pleaser God is not one that chooses to do for this one but refuses to to do for that one. God is not a respecter of persons. God is not a respecter of sin. He will heal you from murder to a white lie. And he is no respecter of sickness. The same blood shed on Calvary's rugged and cruel beam will heal your body regardless of what ails you. Deliver your mind. Give you peace that passes understanding and hope beyond the scope of human limitation. Does anybody in this building believe what I'm preaching? Faith cometh by hearing. We are going to break the mold. 
that gives you the background necessary to better comprehend the reasons behind healing, thereby making it easier to understand and believe. Let me share this with you. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Do you believe that? Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Why does faith come by hearing? Because hearing, watch me, produces understanding. Hearing produces information. Information produces understanding. Just put your finger up here like they're saying, oh, I see. Isn't it true that when you find out how a thing works, you have faith in that thing? You all came in and sat down this morning on these pews. Why? You had faith in them. You had information. They held you up last week. You've gained a pound or two, but they'll probably still hold you up this week. And so information produces understanding. That's how faith comes by hearing. Because hearing gives you information. That in, you know the only difference between you and somebody living successfully in the area that you're failing in? Knowledge. Hosea declared, my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. Therefore, if you hear, you get understanding. Understanding produces or you get knowledge when you hear. Knowledge produces understanding. Understanding then produces trust. And trust is faith. And faith in God can move your mighty mountain. Do you believe that? So we're on a quest for information. Are you ready? The creator himself knelt on the muddy banks of earth's freshly formed shore. And carved out a figure in his own image. It was the shape of a man. I'm on page four. Paradise quarantined. We live in a temporal, imperfect world. Nothing in this physical environment goes unscarred by the weathering hands of time. Flowers wither, rocks crumble, iron rusts, and even our fragile human bodies slowly but surely deteriorate. Did you ever notice we don't like change? Did you ever notice that? We are creatures of such habit. We don't like change. We'll go to the hot springs, the cold springs, the in-between springs. We'll jog along the edge of the street, putting ourselves at great risk and peril. We'll pluck it out, paint it in, puff it up, powder it up, clean it up, and if that doesn't work, and we've got money in our pocket, we can find a surgeon all too willing to suck it out. <laughs> Squirt it back in. Why are you looking at me so strange? A gentleman asked me once, how do you feel about makeup? I said, well, good coat of paint's good for any old barn, far as I can see. Listen. Somebody said, how do you feel about plastic surgery? I said, it depends on the before picture. <laughs> huh? 
that change. We'll do anything to keep things from changing. Man said, darling, would you love me if I dared dyed my hair red? He said, I've loved you through 14 other colors. I don't know what difference that would make. <laughs> Honey, I don't care. I ain't in love with your hair. But if it all fell out, I'd still love you anyway. <laughs> we don't like change, but whether we like it or not, things around us are changing. Why? Because everything in the known physical universe is responding to the elements which on a daily basis bombard it. We could walk out of this room, never walk in this room again. And 10 years from now, we would come in and light fixtures would be falling from the ceiling. Pews would be toppled on their sides. Things would be all in disarray. Curtains would have fallen down. No one has touched them. Why? They're responding to the elements around them. Rust and moth and dust doth corrupt. And so it is with our physical body. This only after the curse. There is only one thing that you need to realize this morning, and that is this. Your body was created by God to be immortal. Do you understand that every cell in your body replenishes itself every seven years? That is a scientific fact that there is not one cell in your body today that was there seven years ago. In other words, every seven years you are a brand new human being. And God did not design you to go the wrong way. God designed your body to go the right way. But we're living in a cursed world. Therefore, our bodies respond to the elements around us. Now, there is only one thing in the known universe that does not respond to the elements around it. That is the substance called light because in the beginning God said light be and light did not hold a committee meeting to decide if it should light was and since God never said light stop light is still continuing expanding exponentially against itself at 186,000 miles a second in every direction it can't get too cold for light it can't get too hot for light it can't get too dark for light. It can't get too bright for light. No matter what you do to light, light remains constant. Einstein was the one that figured it out. And because that, we understand why God said, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet. Thy word is a light unto my path. Are you in this building with me? Thy word is forever settled in heaven. Not one line will fall to the earth void of power. It will accomplish that which I sent it forth to do. That's the reason I need you to understand today. It doesn't matter what your eyes see, what your ears hear. It doesn't matter what kind of a recession we're in or we're not in. It doesn't matter if we're in a boom or we're in a blight. It doesn't matter if it's dark or night or if it's bright and sunshiny in the morning. It doesn't matter if you're happy or sad. It doesn't matter if you're married or divorced, tall or short. It doesn't matter if you're using Jenny Craig or you don't need it. Are you in this building with me? God's word is forever settled in heaven nothing affects that word are you glad for that then shout I'm glad for it watch this now everything about this physical sphere I can't I can't I can't I can't leave here without dropping this on you can I just parenthetically insert this here's what I need to tell you your Bible says that God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. Your Bible says that God, I am the Lord your God, therefore, you sons of Jacob, 
I change not. Hebrews said, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Are you with me? The Bible says that when we shall see him, we shall be made, excuse me, we shall be made like him. If he is light, then my Bible really is true. Brethren, I would not have you to be ignorant concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow as those who have no hope. For we shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed. Slap somebody a high five and shout, there's a change coming. We shall be changed. How? In a moment. In a twinkling of an eye. I feel the Holy Ghost. Somebody just bat your eyes one time. Say, we shall be changed in a moment. In a twinkling of an eye and bat your eye. That's how quickly. For when he shall appear, we shall we know that we shall be made like him. If he is light, then in that moment we will be transformed to light. And since light can never change, once you become light, if you could get in a spaceship and travel at the speed of light, the faster you got to the speed of light, the closer your molecular structure would become. If you could travel 186,000 miles a second, at that point you would be instantaneously transformed into light particles having become light since light never changes you could never get back to what you were before I have to tell you I just destroyed your theory of reincarnation and I don't mean anybody no harm but I got to say this when I leave here when I go winging my way past the Milky Way when gravity loses its hold on me when this earth is no longer my home I shall be made like him and I want God to just cut me about 20 minutes of hang time I just want to hang up there about a mile above the earth I want to wave to a whole lot of folk and tell them I told you so are you in this building with me once I leave on the first load out I ain't ever coming back not as a cow slap somebody a high five and say I'm never coming back what a day that will be when my Jesus I shall see when it takes me by the hand and leads me through the promised land what a day what a glorious day that will be unbirthed worlds yeah back down here now nevertheless our world was not created with the affliction of decay. The disease was contracted. In the beginning, God spoke. What did God do? In the beginning, God did what? But I'm going to show you a thing. And out of the void of space, something marvelous was created. Life with just a word. He created the sun for the day shift and put the moon and the stars on night duty. By his spoken thought. 
Rivers began to flow. Mountains rose to the sky. On and above the earth's green landscape, he scattered a diversity of living things. Along the shore, he ordered the seven seas to their respective boundaries. And God said, shout those next four words. Let there be light. And God said, let there be a firmament. And God said, let the waters under the heavens be gathered together into one place and God said let the waters bring forth swarms of living creatures and let birds fly above the earth across the firmament of the heavens although he had created a vast global menagerie God discovered that there was no one in the world for him to talk to in those early moments of time the Lord realized that he desired someone with whom he could commune someone to fellowship therefore the creator himself knelt on the muddy banks of earth's freshly formed shore lovingly carved out a figure in his own image it was the shape of a man and God said let us make man in our image after our likeness and the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul in the beginning God existed in the vacuum of self-awareness and self-existence he searched among the citizens of eternity for a comrade a confidant a companion but he found none so our Canaan king created man of the red cold clay of earth there he built him a home and he dwelt with him in the elegant garden of Eden. Man and God were one. Adam fellowshiped freely with his father in the brilliance of paradise. Their relationship was one of reckless abandon. There were no reassurances needed. With the cool breezes of eternity blowing around man's shoulders, these words, whom shall separate me from the love of God? echoed in man's mind but right there in the middle of paradise adam sided with god's great arch enemy and the boldest rebellion in the human family was begun but thank god god came down way way down into the midst of all that retrieval man had wound his moral clock backwards the image of god had been dashed to pieces death had come and turned blue the lips of the children of men the locusts and its great king had come and turned blossom into dust man with flaming sword was banished to the eastern plains of sterile Eden because you see lust conceived produces sin man had divorced himself from divinity in a crazed conspiracy to become like God man's knowledge of good and evil was procured. A knowledge of every evil atrocity and abomination filled and flooded his being as well as an acute awareness of everything good that lay just beyond his sin-infected reach. In the hollowness of his heart, man heard the words, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they alone shall see God. The pure had become polluted. Man had separated himself from God. A huge chasm had been created between creation and created. Creator and creation. And in an attempt to satisfy sin's damning desires, man began to calculate. Your Bible said, there is a way, hear me, 
that seemeth right to a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Hear me. One exposure to Satan's corruption carried the communicable disease of sin and contaminated the bloodstream of all humanity. Sin coursed through the bloodstream, contaminating, carrying with it a sentence of death. Lawlessness lorded over the land. Satan had become successful at separating man from his source of substance, sustenance, life itself. He had been separated from God, the source of all life. Sin, sickness became the standard. Death, do you know what sickness is? It's limited death. If you leave it alone, the devil will kill your body with a hangnail. If you let him. Shout, I'm not going to let him. Sin and sickness became the standard. Death became the decree. And God shouted from the emptiness of that vacuum. It was my friend who forsook me. God made a man. Now watch this. Don't miss this. He did not speak humanity into existence as he had with the stars, with the earth, and all the other things. When it came to the creation of God's special companion, God took an unusual interest and got physically involved in the process. Just touch somebody a high five and say, he touched me. He did not stand off somewhere behind the He did not stand off at a distance somewhere behind plated glass with a little hole with a screen over it and hand me out a prescription for my malady. He got in my mess. He came down, way, way down. He identified with me from the very beginning. God has wanted to get his hands on you. From the very beginning, God wanted an intimate, interpersonal relationship with you. From the very beginning, like a loving father, he desired to wrap his arms around you and draw you close to his bosom. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, at the time I would have gathered you together under my wings as a hen doth a brood, but you would not because you could not. Sin had produced a barrier, a separation, and God couldn't get to us. But the Creator's hands-on approach, by it, it is obvious that the Lord desired a unique relationship with man. What an extraordinary creation he was, wonderfully, fearfully made. That's what your body is. That's what your soul is, your mind, your will, your emotions. That's what your spirit is. Fearfully and wonderfully made. 
the moment God's divine breath entered man, he became superior to all other forms of earthly life. Man is a spirit. God, I'm wanting to teach you. Are you doing all right? Man is a spirit. Man is a spirit. You are a spirit. When I first entered ministry, I wrote us. I made a sign. I made it for myself. I put it on my desk that I got out of a city dump and spray painted with black paint, car paint. I didn't know car paint wouldn't dry. It never dried. I'd lay a paper on it. When I picked the paper, it would... But I put down on that desk and I wrote my name. Rod Parsley is a spirit man first. Don't you know that your mind is crazy? Don't you know that your body is nuts? You walk past a seven-tiered coconut cake and your body says, I want the whole thing. And your mind says, hush, you can only have half. because you're going to jog it off tomorrow. Do you know that I can blindfold you? Let you smell smoke? Tell you that I'm gonna put a hot iron in your hand and lay an ice cube on your palm and your hand will blister? Do you know that? Don't try it, but it's true. spirit you live in a body it's just your house that's the reason God says keep it clean if you would please you live in a body you possess a soul a mind a will and emotions but here's good gospel news for you no matter what shape your body gets in no pun intended no matter what shape your body gets in, no matter how delusion your mind can become, the eternal word of God declares the spirit of a man shall sustain all of his infirmity. Do you know why? Because he created you of this earth and of this earth you are earthy. But when he breathed into you, when he breathed into you, Job said there is a spirit in man. It is the breath of the almighty. Do you understand today that on the inside of you is not some third watered down version of God, but the very self same spirit that invaded the borrowed tomb of Joseph of Arimathea and raised to life again the three day dead body of the prince of God has personally, presently taken up residence on the inside of you. You ought to shout and give him glory Whoa, some of you are getting healed right now 
Some of you are getting well right now. Some of you feeling strength right now. Some of you getting encouraged right now. You mean to tell me that the same spirit that invaded that tomb, the same spirit that kicked the end out of the grave, the same spirit, not a facsimile thereof, not something almost like the Paracletos, the one called alongside to help, one exactly alike in every essential detail and quality has taken up a residence on the inside. I'm about to make myself shout. Ooh, preach, white boy. Slap myself a high five. Same spirit that walked on water. Same spirit that wiped the blindness out of Bartimaeus' eyes. Same spirit that stenched the woman's issue of blood. Same spirit that looked at Jerusalem and wept. Same spirit. Same spirit. Oh God, I feel it. Same spirit. And you mean to tell me you're going to sit in here today and wonder if there's power enough available to heal your sinus condition? I'm telling you, he broke the chains of death, of hell and the grave. And it is that tangible and transferable power that is available to you today. Give him praise. Give him glory. Slap somebody a high five and tell them I can't stay sick. I can't stay poor. I can't stay broke. Because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. The same spirit that raised up Christ from the dead now quickens my mortal body and makes me alive. 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 Woo. That's enough. Next week, round two. The Spirit helpeth our infirmities. Glory to God. When God breathed into the nostrils the breath of life, whoo, there's life in you. There's life in you. There's life in you. There's death conquering life in you. There's sin eradicating life in you. There's devil stomping life in you. There's God exalting life in you. And if that same spirit that raised up Christ from the dead dwells in you. I'm going to freak you out now. This is freak number one. Your spirit is immortal. Your recreated, born again, human spirit is immortal. Your body is not. When you leave here, regardless of which direction you go. Next time you're in an elevator with somebody, look at them and say, will your last trip be up or down? Listen. 
regardless of which direction you go, hmm, hmm, your body will have to be changed. But Bible says that for those on their way to spend eternity separated from God in a place called hell, God will give them a body which is fit or framed or created for destruction. A body which will never die, but will feel the torment forever. Didn't you know that? Didn't you know that that's what your Bible said? But for those of us going the other direction. This mortal shall put on immortality. If that same spirit that raised up Christ from the dead dwell in you, hear what your Bible said and shout because it's true. It shall quicken, make alive, make alive, not sick, make alive, not weak, make alive. But here, I'm going to freak you out. Your mortal, don't let me misquote the Bible to you. Your mortal, not your immortal. Oh, folks say, oh, folks say, oh, folks say. Oh, 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 folks say, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, I understand. What this is all about, you see, is God's going to heal me when I get to heaven. Why? You won't need it. I wish I had time to preach this morning, but I don't because I would tell you before we leave here. Yeah. God Almighty, before we leave here, you're going to have a day you don't need those glasses. You, you're going to have a day you don't need that cane. You're, you're not going to need your medication on that day. He's going to laden us with the wealth of heaven. When he brought them out of Egypt, there was not one feeble, weak, sickly one among them. No cataracts, no tumors. And before we get out of here, it's all coming off. Because that spirit was given to make alive, not your immortal body, but your mortal one. Did you hear what I just told you? I just told you through one touch of the master's hand, through coming into divine contact with a power from another world, God is about to release his miracle working power into your life. Oh, what a glorious gospel. What a glorious gospel. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, the blood of Jesus that washes white as snow. Cleansing stream I see, I see, I plunge. Oh, it cleanses me. I plunge. Oh, it cleanses me. At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light, 
And the burden of my heart rolled away. It was there by faith. I received my sight and now I'm happy. All the day. What about you? Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I want to invite you to tell someone in your life about the podcast. Hope you'll do it today. Head on over to iTunes and leave a review. Share it on your social networks for me. Really helps me get the word out. I'd love for you to connect with me on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. No easier way for me to minister to you every day and throughout the day and for us to join together in faith as God moves in and through your life. You can find links to all my pages at rodparsley.com. God bless you now, and I hope you'll listen again soon.